Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free. We're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights. We're Americans. Welcome, patriots, to our Convention of States podcast titled That Provident Article, a reference given to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution by James Madison. Our opening theme music is Amazing America, used by permission of Madison Rising. America's most patriotic rock band and endorsers of the Convention of States Project. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the U.S. Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States Project. For more information regarding the Convention of States Project, please visit www.conventionofstates.com. My name is Paul Hodson. And I've been a volunteer with the Convention of States Project in Texas since early 2014. Our goal is to continually educate ourselves on Article 5, to bring timely information relating to the Convention of States Article 5 movement, and to promote the use of Article 5 to rein in our federal government. And good morning. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah to all our liberty-loving patriots out there, to our COS supporters. To uh, all those who are curious and interested in knowing about the Convention of States Project, my name is Paul Hodson. I am the state director, co-director here in the great state of Texas for the Convention of States. Uh, and it is my pleasure to be with you this, this Christmas Eve morning, December 24th, 2016. Uh, it was debatable whether I'd have a show this morning or just spend some time with family. Uh, family's out doing some shopping. Uh, plus, there were some things which occurred this week and just opportunities coming up that, that we wanted to share for a few minutes of, of what where we've been and where we're going because session is coming up and and uh, for many, many states, uh, more than 40 states are going to be going to their legislative sessions beginning in January. And Convention of States is going to be top of mind in many of those legislatures. So let me give you a, a fill-in. First of all, uh, if you want to call in, because uh, we do have call-in numbers, 914-205. 5632. And if you call in, I will see your number come up on the board. You can actually listen to the show while you're on the phone. And when it's an opportune time, I will pull you up and we'll have a quick conversation or a long conversation if that's if that's what we wish to do. Um, what has happened this week is uh, nationally, uh, let me give some bigger context. It has been very obvious from the beginning, and we'll talk about that. I'll let Mark Meckler explain that in a minute very obvious from the very beginning of this project that God's hand and God's providence has been uh, upon us. Uh, so many things have occurred, and certainly the very, very beginning of the project uh, was was framed in that manner as well. Uh, Mark's going to tell the full story of that in just a moment. And he told that story. I've heard bits and pieces of it from him before, uh, but we had a call this, uh, this, month, this past Monday with a national team to discuss our our prayer, um, uh, the approach that we have for prayer uh, in our states. Um, Texas has been doing this for a year. We've been praying for our state legislators, and we wanted to share that opportunity with the other states 
And Mark got on the call, and I'm going to play that here in a minute, and, and told the story of how Mark Levin got involved, kind of the intertwining of those, those two. Um, it's, a, it's a fascinating story. Uh, I'm going to let Mark tell it. It's about seven minutes long, and hopefully the audio is loud enough. Here we go. But I wanted to start with a couple of stories. I want you guys to understand where this comes from, this whole idea of, of praying for the legislatures. And it, it goes back to the idea that this whole project is based on providence. This is no accident. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't believe in coincidences. I, I think things roll out the way they roll out for a reason. Mike Ferris and I met for a reason. We were introduced by one of my board members, Tim Dunn, one of my best friends, the guy that, that helped bring me to Christ and introduced me to Mike Ferris, who introduced me to this project. And there's an important story along the way that happens that is critical to, to how the Convention of States really got its mojo, so to speak, how it really got legs under it really quick, and that is in regard to Mark Levin. And most of you know that at the very beginning of this movement, Mark Levin wrote the Liberty Amendments. A lot of people, when I talk to them, they know that we launched our project at around the same time, and they think that we coordinated on that and nothing could be further from the truth. This is what I mean when I say it's providence. I, we were working on this project, Mike Ferris and I, and getting ready to introduce it, and I appeared on a panel uh, for a live event hosted by Hugh Hewitt, the conservative talk show host. And this uh, panel was in Arizona, and I was on this panel, and Mark Levin Skyped into the panel from the bunker. I didn't even know he was going to be on the panel with us. And each of us who were panelists had the privilege of asking Mark a question. And in a, what I would tell you is a completely and totally self-serving manner, I asked Mark a question about Article 5. And I essentially asked him the question, I, I phrased it like this. I said, it seems to me we've lost our federal government that no matter who we elect, they do things we don't want. The government grows whether we want it to grow or not. And left or right, nobody gets what they want out of Washington, D.C. So it seems to me that we need to continue to participate in elections. They're not the solution to our problems. And it seems to me we need to go to the Constitution to save the Constitution. We need to go to Article 5. And we need to hold a convention of states, and that's the way we're going to save the nation. And Mark's answer went something like this. I'm paraphrasing, and you'll see why in a minute. Mark's like, well, I, I think that um, I, what I mean to say is that, well, I'm working on a book and uh, can't really talk about it, but um, it's just that... Uh, yeah, I agree with you. That was his entire answer. And it was weird because you guys, if you've ever listened to Mark Levin, you know the man's never at a loss for words. And it was obvious he was at a complete loss for words. And as I sat there up on the dais, I had my phone in front of me. It went to the next person who was asking a question. You could see Mark on the big screen, and he was looking down. He had his baseball cap on and his, you know, grizzly beard. And he's looking down while he's taking the next question. And all of a sudden, my phone buzzes, and it's Mark, and he says, we need to talk. I know Mark pretty well, and I've known him for quite a number of years. I knew he was working on a book, but I didn't know what it was about. So I called him up after the event was over, after we were done, and he was furious with me, literally furious. And in true Mark fashion, he's yelling at me, and he's saying, how dare you, and you have no right to do that, and I don't know how you know what my book is about, but you had no right to put me on the spot like that. And when I finally broke in long enough to tell him, you know, to calm down, I told him, I have no idea what you're talking about. He said, well, I'm working on a book called The Liberty Amendments. It's all about Article 5 and why we have to use Article 5. Are you, you didn't know that? And I said, no. 
I, I had no idea. I'm just working on this project with Mike Ferris. I asked you a totally self-serving question because I hoped that you would just say, yeah, that's a great idea, Mark, and then I would have you on my side for this project. And there was a long pause, and Mark said, that's not a coincidence. That's providence. Because I'm a talk show guy, and I'm an ideas guy. I'm a writer, and I could write this stuff. But I'm not a grassroots activist. I don't know how to make this kind of stuff happen. You and Mike know how to do that kind of stuff. And with that, the, in my opinion, the, the mold was stamped and Convention of States was launched. Because can you imagine how much more difficult it would have been without, Mike, without Mark Levin's book? And how, how would we do that? You start from scratch. The idea was big and crazy and audacious and huge and impossible. And then suddenly Mark writes the Liberty Amendments and he's on the Levin, I mean, he's on his own show talking about it. He's on Limbaugh talking about it. He goes on Beck and Hannity talking about it. Pretty soon, millions of people know about it almost overnight. And if they look up Article 5 in Convention of States online, they find us. And so we were overwhelmed in the beginning with an immediate rush of massive support because of providence. Because of anything I did that was special, or Mark Levin for that matter, or Mike Ferris, but because because of providence, because events were arranged in the way that they were supposed to be arranged, not because of what we did, but because, in my opinion, of what God did. And I've seen that all the way along through this movement, every step of the way. And one of the things uh, our board and, and I have always said that is that we can't have a political awakening in America without having a great awakening. Mm-hmm. No American history at all, you know that in the 30, 35 years before the American Revolution, George Whitfield and others like him were going around the American countryside preaching the gospel, these incredible, almost miraculous meetings. People said his voice carried in a way that was impossible for a normal human being, and literally hundreds, if not thousands, of people would come out. They'd drop their implements and their farm implements in the field, and they'd ride miles to go see Whitfield preach the gospel. And that was the Great Awakening in America, and these ideas of free will and self-governance They came originally out of the Great Awakening, and the Founding Fathers were all influenced by this, and the founding families in the countryside and the towns and the cities were all influenced by the Great Awakening taking place in America 30, 35 years before the American Revolution. And every great political revolution, successful political revolution, must be based on a spiritual revolution. Turn to first principles. We are, after all, a Judeo-Christian nation, founded on the belief in God, right, founded on a Western heritage history, a Christian history. That's, that's who we are. Some people don't like that. That's not a religious belief. That's just a fact. That's where this nation comes from. And those are the principles that we must return to if we are to save the republic. And we are going to save the republic, and we are returning to those principles. All right. That was Mark Meckler relaying to us the story of how Mark Levin got intertwined with the Convention of States project uh, the summer of 2013. And we're going to recap where we've been and, and what's happened since that point. I've shared before that I heard Mike Ferris back in 2014. He said when the, when the Liberty Amendments came out, that put us three years ahead of schedule here at the Convention of States project. That's how much, how big of an impact that had. had. From a promotion perspective, we couldn't have paid enough money to have that type of promotion for the Convention of States and for the Article 5 movement. Um, And, of course, Mark, with his uh, incredible um, bully pulpit from the radio, uh, from his radio show and best-selling author, 
we got so much traction and and Mark Meckler was correct. We were and we we still suffer from this to this day in the Convention of States project. Our infrastructure is still not capable uh, completely of handling all the supporters we get, uh, and it's it's really because of that. Um, initial thrust we had from from Mark Levin and bringing so many people in we are doing our best and and it is in God's plan for us to to be able to function in this manner we we are doing our best to get our structure in place that that we can support all the people we have and and we're learning on the fly um which is kind of how self-governance works so it's it's not a bad thing uh, this is where God wants us and that's what we wanted to discuss this morning is is the big picture where we've been where we where we're going and the hope that we have here with Convention of States, this is the season of hope. It's, it's Christmas Eve, and Hanukkah starts tonight for our Jewish friends, the Festival of Lights. Uh, and a season of hope, the Convention of States, is, it resonates because it offers hope, real hope. And this is not hope that's just, I hope this happens. This is hope that is an assur- assured, right? Much like in the scriptures define the word hope, when they say when it, when you hear see the word hope and you read that in the scriptures, it's not I hope this happens. It's hope because it's a sure thing. We fix upon that. The Convention of States in Article Five. That's a real hope. Uh, this can work. It takes a lot of hard work from us, but it's something which is in the hands of we the people, and we want to be excited about that. Again, if you want to get involved, I, I urge you to go to conventionofstates.com, www.conventionofstates.com. Uh, sign the petition. Give your address so that your petition ends up in the hands of legislators. And, and let me encourage you this. If that is the only thing you can do, that is a help. Do not be concerned that you can't jump in and you either do not have the time or the wherewithal or the provision uh, or the opportunity to do any other type of support. That is something that we need those petitions. Uh, they actually do get delivered to the legislators, and it is quite effective at times to deliver stacks of petitions when we print them out to legislators and they are their constituents. It's very important to know your address so that it's coming from a constituent. But the other thing you can do, which was the the reason for the call we had last week, is pray. If you are a person of faith, uh, pray for your legislators, especially your own your own uh, house representative in the, at the state level and senator or whatever they are or the, they are titled in your state, may they be they a delegate or an assemblyman, uh, pray for them. Pray that they would have an open heart uh, to Convention of States and, and pray for their well-being. That's one of the things we do when we talk with our legislators. We let them know we are simply praying for their well-being and for wisdom. Uh, one of the things when we're discussing just prayer requests with them is we do not use that as a time for advocacy. We just let them know uh, that we're thinking of them. So if all you can do is sign the petition, and if you say the only thing I can do is pray, that's the most important thing you can do. Praying for us is more important than anything else you can you can do. We uh, we have a saying with Convention of States. One of our slogans is uh, "Stand up, speak up, show up," and we added something for for those who are the prayer warriors. It's "Stand up, speak up, show up," but first bow your head, right? Bow your head before you get out and, and do any of those other actions. Have the right mindset. Be fixed on who God is and what he's doing in this movement because it, it's been quite remarkable. Uh, those, And I know this is true in every state. And here in Texas, we've had such uh, an exceptional uh, 
experiences with how God has moved moved people and how we've been in just the right place at the right time, how relationships which may have been built years ago have been used in this movement in particular ways. Um, and I'm not going to share those stories now. Uh, I just wanted to share that to, to be excited and, and trying to give you some encouragement as, as not only as we're, we're in the holiday season, but as we head towards uh, the sessions beginning. So where have we been? I mean, it's been just a little over three years. We're now in our fourth year of the movement, of the project. We started in late August of 2000, in 2013. Uh, as I said, Mark Levin put us three years ahead of schedule at that point. We were kind of under the radar. And so in 2014, being under the radar has its, uh, has its advantages because the opposition wasn't really prepared to, uh, to handle us. We weren't that organized because, as was said, we just we weren't ready for all the influx of supporters. But we got passed in three states in 2014. Georgia was first out of the gate. Uh, they uh, approved our resolution, then Alaska, and then Florida. So uh, in 2013, being under the radar, um, we got passed in three states. And we've, we've held those resolutions because there are always rescission efforts that, that come up, ones who want to recall those those applications and pull them back. Well, uh, even though we were the new thing in the surprise, we weren't a new thing for much longer because 2015 came along and I, I look at that year as a big, big learning year for the Convention of States. We were in, we filed in I believe 37 states and the opposition was prepared and they hammered us everywhere. So a big learning curve for us and only one state got passed in 2015. That was Alabama. but. What was interesting was that the other states, uh, and we, you think in your own, you're in your own state that, well, we've got things under control, and you run up against the exact same thing that you've heard about occur in other states, and you not only have sympathy, but you have, now you have empathy and an understanding of this is really difficult. Even though we've got some great legislators, there are people who are opposed for various reasons, and they can actually throw a monkey wrench into the works, and it's pretty easy to stop legislation. Uh, that's true in every state. It's, they make it easy to kill things. And that's what we learned in 2015. It was a, a great learning experience for us here in Texas. Um, we, we learned who the opposition was, how they operate, um, and we began learning how we were going to counter. So 2016 was when we got to apply some adjustments. And so we saw four states come on board in 2016, Tennessee. Indiana, Oklahoma, and Louisiana, all passing the resolution. So we're up to eight now. Eight of the necessary 34 have passed the resolution. And in context of history, of movements like this, which there really hasn't ever been a movement, a grassroots Article 5 movement has never occurred in the United States. It's always been driven from a leadership-type level, from a legislature level. This is the first time grassroots have been doing it. To accomplish that in three years, is remarkable. Historic significance uh, is unparalleled. It's an unprecedented maneuver. And now look at where we're going because when to, as 2017 approaches, we are already pre-filed in 10 states. Now that, for people who don't understand, that's a big deal. It, it gets you ahead of the game if you already have your legislation basically in the hopper and ready to go and the other legislators have a chance to see it. That's one of the first things a legislator will, will try and deflect when you speak with them, well, would you support this? I'm not going to, not until I see the bill. Well, they can see the bill. In 10 states, they can see the actual legislation as it's going to be filed. 
we are planning on being filed in at least 25 others, filed or pre-filed in 25 other states before sessions start. And then well over, well over a dozen or about a dozen states where, we, where there either is no pre-filing or the deadlines have passed and we still expect to file. So we're talking about in the neighborhood of 40 states in 2017 actively pursuing convention of states. Now, if eight have already passed and there's only 50 states, 42 left to file, we're right, we're right there where it's almost every state's going to have convention of states legislation active in some form of the process. So it's exciting. I want you to understand how much momentum we have built. And this is going to be a big year. There's uh, a philosophy in, in politics, which is basically called the, the tipping point, where, where a movement reaches a tipping point and suddenly people who were either hesitant or reluctant uh, realize that if they stay hesitant and reluctant, they're going to be left behind. And they will start to move over in support because nobody wants to be isolated and left behind. And we think 2017 is, is quite probably that year where the tipping point is reached and suddenly we start having the domino effect and legislatures and legislators start coming on board because they realize they don't want to be left behind. This is a movement of the people and legislators listen to the people when they are there in numbers and we have big numbers. Uh, various states are, are planning some, some big things to, to get this moving. It's, it's actually going to be a competition to see who gets, who gets their resolution uh, voted up, up on first, uh, who passes first. Uh, Texas has a little bit of a challenge because we've got some rules around us that, that prevent us from getting out of the gate real fast, uh, but we have, uh, we have big plans here in Texas, and I encourage all the leaders uh, around the, the other states, set your goals, expect great things, because as, as this whole uh, podcast has been about, um, God is at work in this movement. We, I am convinced of that, and I am extremely reluctant uh, as, as a person of faith, I'm one of those who's extremely reluctant to presume upon God's hand, and it's just getting too difficult to not see it and, and to try and attribute it to anything else. Uh, so we always tell our supporters here in Texas, uh, expect some very amazing and great things, and we've seen that here in Texas, and I know they've seen it in other states. So expect great things. Don't be surprised when that happens. Set some big goals. Uh, we were very excited this week when Governor Scott Walker of Wisconsin uh, came out in support of the Convention of States. Uh, we got excited. We were we have some communications with the, the state director in Wisconsin. She just came on board, I think a day or two before uh, Governor Walker's announcement. And we were able to message with her, Tamara and I here in, in Texas, uh, because we have that privilege here with Governor Abbott. And we just, we just want to let her know, your life's about to change. And for in a great number of ways, it's going to be exciting. Um, when somebody uh, of that magnitude, a political a leader comes on board, it, it changes the way you're able to do things. Uh, it's very exciting. So uh, these type of things are going to happen because this movement is, it's too great a solution that we offer to the grassroots. The grassroots want to have their voice heard. That is the biggest pitch you can give to them. It's not, there may be specific issues and there's always specific issues why people get on board the convention of states and each person has their own specific issue. It may be they're concerned about the debt in their children. They may be a business owner and the regulations are killing them. They may really want term limits. They may really want to rein in the Supreme Court because of, of social issues. 
all those type of things, but the big umbrella issue is they want their voice heard, they want to decide. That's the big umbrella message point you want to be able to put across, that this is all about having your voice heard, you get to decide. That is what the Convention of States is truly pushing and what we are promoting, what Article 5 gives us. The founders were brilliant in giving us that tool. Um, and again, they gave it to us unanimously, one of the few things which was approved without objection in the Constitutional Convention. And we are so excited to be able to be a part of this, to be a part of history. Uh, one of the things we've been saying here in Texas with some of the promotion of our events is you don't have to watch history anymore. You can make history. And with the Convention of States project, you can do that. So again, www.conventionofstates.com. We urge you to get out there and sign the petition. If you want to raise your hand to volunteer to send an email or make a phone call to your legislator, we encourage you to do that. Uh, be warned, that's all I did back in August of 2013. And uh, I ended up becoming co-director here in the state of Texas, but I wouldn't trade this experience for anything in the world. It's been absolutely, absolutely um, eye-opening to me. And what's eye-opening, and I found out as a district captain with the Convention States Project, is how few people it takes to influence legislators. We don't need huge numbers, but the bigger the numbers, the better. Somebody's on the call. I'm going to take a call. I've got a couple minutes, and here we go. Um, you're on Convention States Podcast. Who is this? Hey, Paul. Hello. It's Cliff from Convention States in New York. Just wanted to reaffirm Cliff, what you're doing. Hey, thanks, Cliff. I appreciate really, it, Cliff. Uh, enjoy your Good podcast. And just uh, praying for you guys in Texas, and uh, we're uh, definitely following oh, we appreciate it. your path. Oh, well, we appreciate that, too. Um, you know, Texas is going to lead on this, and uh, we, we don't really have a choice because of the position we're in, but uh, we don't mind that. Texas doesn't mind the leading. Wonderful. Keep up right, the great work. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's, it is our pleasure. We'll, we'll talk to you later, Cliff. All right. That was our good friend Cliff from New York who uh, came out for a huge event we had here in Dallas in February and got a chance to meet Cliff. And he has been all over the place, one of our uh, one of our true warriors, and there are many. There are so many out there, and we meet them all the time. It's great to get out and meet people around. I, I only travel around my state, obviously, and the, the people who are involved who get so excited, again, because we offer hope. Just as this season is a season of hope when our Savior was born, and uh, we see the hope that that brings us, people of faith, um, the Convention of States is a political hope in our nation, a hope to to reform and to restore the Constitution. Uh, we aren't looking to replace the Constitution. We're looking to actually, as Governor Abbott told us two and a half weeks ago down in Austin, we're looking to apply the Constitution to help restore it. Article 5 is in the Constitution. We want to use it and apply it to save the Constitution. So a, a perfect ending to that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play us out just a tad early because I actually have some Christmas shopping i got to go do. It's only about a minute early. I'm going to let uh, Madison Rising go ahead and take us out. And thank you once again for listening to that Provident article. We appreciate your listening. My name is Paul Hodson. I'm the co-director here in Texas, the Convention of States Project. We want to thank Madison Rising for all the music that they provide here, our intro and outro. 
go out to their website, www.madisonrising.com. We invite you also to go out to our Convention of States website, www.conventionofstates.com. We want to thank the Convention of States Project, Mark Meckler, founder and president, Citizens for Self-Governance, Michael Ferris, head of the Convention of States Project, and a big, big thank you to our entire Texas Convention of States team. And we invite you to join us again next week for another episode of That Provident Article. 